1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Here we are again, doing it for you, doing it for me, doing it for everybody. I love this podcast. I love doing it. What are we, three years in now? Nearly four. Nearly four years. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. It was nearly four years ago. I was wandering around collecting interviews with people. Mad times. Sitting in a coffee shop with Michael Smiley and then disappearing off to his house and then recording with him. Amazing. That was nearly four years ago. Can you believe that? Crazy times. Doing crazy things. I love this podcast. Like I already said, it's a joy. And it wouldn't be anything without you lot. You lot keep us going. Thank you to our lovely patrons that help us keep the lights on. Uh, with that in mind we would love you if you're not already to become a Patreon because as with everything we just need a little bit of a bit of a boost we need a bit of help keeping it going because you know these things cost money to put together and, and things like that and, and if, if you're just a quid from each of you that would be amazing you know a quid a month that's all it would need to be a pound a month that would be spectacular um, but yeah just a little bit of help if you can I know you're struggling as well I know government are standing on us, you know, as usual, and getting, it's getting worse, which is another reason why we do this podcast, to trying to help each other out. But um, if you can afford it, a couple of quid a month, that would be lovely. If you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast, or click the link in uh, the Linktree link in all of my social medias, uh, you'll see it in the bios there, it says Linktree. If you click on that, that takes you to everything that we do the radio show on Islington Radio, Uh, the podcast, it shows you where my gigs are, you can even book producer Paul to produce some things for you if you would like that, he's very good at what he does, as you know, Um, and uh, what you get for that, you'll get over 50 archived interviews, that's from way back when, Uh, some fascinating uh, guests involved in that, Um, you get early access to our filmed interviews, so the videos go up for the patrons before anyone else. Uh, so you get that there's going to be some things coming up as well that we're working on for our patrons to get a bit of a bonus to to help you Uh, bung us a pound or so you know just to help us out so if you do that for us uh, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast and bug us a couple of quid and that would be very nice of you to do so we really appreciate your help but we do understand that you're struggling as well so we get it we get it we're all in this together but thank you to our patrons that are already there we love you thank you so much that's why I'm able to talk to you because we've about to put 50p in the metre so thank you can't show me how he's there 50p in the metre eh bloody hell well then I remember in the 90s it became tokens like plastic tokens like, like a key and you put them in and it would snap the end off and then all the day would go in the box bloody hell now we've got smart meters we got a smart meter right and it was the other day I had it on in the kitchen we hadn't had it on that was it Kate said "There's a, there's a I've got a smart meter and I went oh she did not have it on she's like well I just didn't know where to put it and so we put it on it's in the kitchen and the light from it oh my god you're going to get planes landing in the lounge and I'm like surely that's making it making the meter spin a little bit with that light god I sound like such an old fart don't I? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. back in my day we had candles and we had just you've done bread and dripping so anyway um, yeah so that's what's good. so I get it you know I get it we're all a bit skin we're all doing our best we're all doing our best as long as we keep talking to each other we'll get through this shit although I have seen some videos of the stuff that's been going down in Florida for a couple of, a couple of weeks ago Jesus Christ I don't know we won't need to have a shower soon because we're all being <laughs> underwater. Anyway, come on, Richie. Pull yourself together. Let's talk about this week's guest, Sam Serrano. Now, I first became aware of Sam Serrano. Um, I can't remember where. I just remember the name kept popping up. And then I saw the I saw photos. And I was like, ah, oh, usual looking person. Let's have a look at that. And then I was looking in and then hearing good things about their comedy. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's check them out. That sounds great." So uh, they got in, we got in touch, and uh, we had Sam on. And Sam, it was a nice, nice little chat. It was again another chat about you know, because Sam is, uh, as I, I identify as non-binary, and that's a, it's a fascinating conversation for me, and hopefully for you, because it's it really is opening the doors to that to, to the, the conversation about gender. Um, because, you know, having grown up in the 70s and the 80s, and the 90s, it's sort of like, you know, we, everything was... We just was told, you know, that's how we understood things. There was just two genders, men and women, um, and there were trans people, but it wasn't really talked about but not in like a hush-hush way it was just something that was kind of like, oh yeah they feel like they were born in their own body and that was the, the end of the conversation so now we're having this conversation it's really opening up you know there's people there are more than two genders and there's people that are that feel that they identify as neither a man or a woman or you know whatever the specific uh, you know specific kind of um names are you know and it's a fascinating chat that i keep i want to keep having so that i can understand it and other people can understand it and that was another reason why we wanted to have sam on uh, not only a brilliant comedian but a fantastic human being to boot uh, it was a great chat i think you gonna enjoy this one so coming up in a minute is sam serrano Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
0: A podcast from producer paul.co.uk
1: Insane in the membrane. How are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm. A, I literally got. I just came back about five minutes ago from getting a haircut, so it's very odd because I'm used not- to having the really long hair.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Quite weird seeing it now, and I'm kind of like, who, who is that? Is that me? But it <laughs> yeah. is definitely me. <laughs> That's
1: a great uh, hair.
0: Yeah, I'm dead happy with it. Um, because usually, because I've got um, I've, I have a night every time I go for a haircut, I have a absolute nightmare because I've I had meningitis when I was born. So if oh, I no. turn to the side, you can see the scar.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So
0: I I keep forgetting to tell hairdressers about it stay so do it and um, i forgot to tell the woman today and she thought that she'd messed it up and she started trying to like stick it back on i was like it's not
1: velcro <laughs> what are you trying to do panicked you panicked clearly <laughs> oh bless her <laughs> oh wow so how old were you when you had meningitis
0: um literally when i was like first born yeah oh, wow. i was um yeah it's quite i was born over in spain as well so like my mom's british went over to spain to teach yeah. um so she was basically told like they can't she can't see me because they thought that i might like they thought i was they weren't sure if i was going to make it so they're like yeah you, you can't see it so like but all the all the um doctors spoke spanish so right. it was like a big like miscommunication because my mom went in the next day and she went oh i need to see sam serrano and the woman on the desk just didn't speak any english at all so they had to call someone over who spoke like really broken english and they went yeah. oh she went, I need to see Sam Serrano. So the woman typed the, my name into the system and looked at my mum and went, oh, I'm sorry, they're not with us anymore. So my mum obviously broke down and uh, oh. they, meant, they meant they'd been moved on to a different ward. Oh. And mom was like, oh, OK. Oh, what? <laughs> but yeah, it was a very stressful, uh, very stressful time.
1: God. Oh, wow. That, what a start to life. I know. <laughs> and has it been? And that would have been when you know, and you're in. Your, in your, well, you, you just started to develop as a human being. So, has mm-hmm. that affected you like ongoing?
0: Um, not massively. Not like as much as like they thought it would. I think they. I think when it like first kicked off, they were like, "Oh yeah, this is going to really affect them." But yeah, it's not really had like. The scar is like the only thing that really sticks with it, and the I sometimes get really bad headaches, but that's it really. I was very very lucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a friend of mine, uh, Paul, and his his wife had meningitis when she was younger, and she has and she lost her arms and legs. Yeah. Uh, but and you go. I mean, I don't know much about meningitis, but I know that I don't want it. And that's <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's brutal so yeah he did well so i know that sounds uh, like a weird thing to say. <laughs> but um yeah do you know what that hasn't slowed her down she's run marathons and done all sorts she's like oh, proper. Wow. yeah like swimming and that and she's yeah she's amazing. amazing i and that's what I'm, i feel really bad when i'm like oh i can't be asked to go to the gym today <laughs> and then there's there's her running around as if nothing. <laughs> it's amazing so where did you grow up sam so i um, i I know you, I know your name, and because you, mm-hmm. you've not been on the you've not been around very in comedy for very long, have you?
0: Um well, there's a lot of debate. I did about six gigs between 2016 and 2018. Yeah. And yeah. then um but I've solidly been going since November 2018. Okay. So it's yeah. like with COVID and everything, I've not been going. No. It's one of those where I've been doing comedy for a while, but I've not been on the circuit for a long time.
1: It's one of those, it's a funny one. It's like my partner, Kate, she she was smashing it in 2019. Like, you know, so you think you're funny and all those sorts of things. And then COVID happened and she's basically had to start again. So there's so many people yeah. the same as you in the same boat where you're kind of going, right, well, I need to, you, you do feel like you're starting again, I guess. And it's, it must be quite infuriating.
0: Yeah, it can be. I think, I because I did, I think it was between 400 and 500 Zoom gigs.
1: Oh, it wow. Was, what,
0: I was doing like staying up to like 2am to do ones over in New York and stuff. It was, yeah. it was one of those, where I was like, I don't want to lose any momentum of that like easy. ability. Cause I did, I was terrified that I'd come back and just not be able to do it anymore. So yes. I was trying to like keep up with it. It was also one of those, I was like, I've, it, cause before comedy I did like acting and stuff. So this was the first time that I was like, oh, I won't be able to do any sort of performing. So I was just, I think I'd, built so much of who i am on oh i'm a performer i do acting or i do comedy or i do this so i was just kind of like i will take any opportunity yeah. to do something
1: wow that's amazing i mean i did a few but as as we all know they weren't the best so no yeah well, to do five hundred of I them mean, that's amazing well done i uh, you, yeah 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 brilliant so where where did you grow up
0: i grew up in uh I was, for the first three years of my life, I was in Spain, and then we moved. Uh, me and my mum moved to Liverpool, uh, which is where my mum's from. So most of my life, I've been in Liverpool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see you've still got a bit of a, you can t- a yeah. bit of time.
0: Yeah, it's very, very subtle. It's one of those where, because um, I like if someone's from Liverpool, I think they can tell. Yeah. Um, but like, like at the fringe, people had no idea. Like, unless they are very like. Unless they really know the accent, you can't yeah. quite tell. But, yeah, it is definitely there.
1: <laughs> and uh, how old are you, Sam?
0: Uh, 22.
1: 22. So what do you make of all the the, the the talk now, I mean, about mental health that we're all having? I mean, I grew up, didn't really talk about it, you know. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. mainly, was the 70s and 80s, so it wasn't really a thing. So how does it feel to you now? It must Because everyone's talking about it now. It must feel sort of, it must feel all right. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a really weird one because I'm um, I uh, I'm all for like, oh, everyone should like talk about because it it, as you say, like when I was in this was about year five or six, like primary school, we would have like sessions where we'd talk about feelings and talk about mental health, and I'd um, I've for a very long time I was like, I was like everyone should talk about it. When it came to me talking about it, I was like yeah. not not keen on doing that um so it's been kind of a like overcoming like a stick in my own kind of head that i'd built up yeah. where i was like i'm more than happy everyone should talk about what like with me talking about it i'm a lot more like oh maybe i shouldn't talk about that um but yeah there's i think because like certainly with the school system when i was growing up there was a lot of Focus on it, right and there was a lot of kind of like people would like take like days off for mental health, which I think is quite a new thing yeah. if, with schools. Um, but again, even with like school would offer me, they'd be like, "Do you need to take some time away?" But I'd always be like, "No, I just want to." Again, which has kind of always been my uh, quite not unhealthy way that I kind of cope with it is kind of pretend it's not happening which goes against what people are like you should be talking about it so it's been like the past kind of there's been over lockdown i've been kind of i had a lot more time to think about it and a lot more time to kind of realize that i need to overcome that thing mm-hmm. where i'm like i need to talk about it as well as telling other people to talk about it
1: absolutely i'm the same i'm the same I'm, i do this podcast week in week out and i still have to remember, remind myself to Talk about things because yes. I, even, I'm get I'm better at it than I used to be. But even even this morning, this morning, I just went really quiet. I was dealing with what I, what was going on, and then and it took, it's took Kate to go, are you all right? And I'm like, actually no Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I keep messing up. I yeah. don't know how I keep. And I just started talking about it, and it and then she was like, all right, well let's let's see what we can do, and we started to <laughs> figure it out. And that all comes from yeah, talking. Cause I'm, I, I just let it build up and then I don't. I, because that comes from when I was younger, you know. Like we we, we didn't have we didn't have t- talked about it in school. So I think it's brilliant that that this this generation now have had had been brought up with that. It's fantastic. Although I know that kids in my school when they would they would be every day. Oh, I've got to have some time off. I mean, oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they would be bragging it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know there's I mean I know when I was growing up you 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 would have had to have woken up with your head off of your shoulders next to you in bed for them to go yeah you can have a date off it was yes it was brutal you know but so so with that in mind do you it's do you like you've just said is it so you don't you you don't find it very easy to open up
0: it's I've yeah I find it very easy on stage that's the weirdest bit like um I'm uh, like I've been in I've been like uh, Like had like counsellors and therapists since I was like six or seven mm. and like then one I think I've had the same one for a while now Um, mm. and she saw a clip in my stand up where I was talking about my mum and dad being divorced and like some of the stuff that happened with my dad and I'd not even mentioned it to her Really, because I think there's something about it, about um, writing jokes about it that kind of takes that uh it's, it's kind of like while I am talking about the mental health issues that I've got and kind of the stuff that's gone on that I want to talk about I think when I'm doing it on stage it's kind of like a I'm not talking about it I'm joking about it I'm not trying to like I'm not just like in my head burdening people which is what I kind of think I do um I'm making people laugh with it so I find kind of the jokes about it to be a lot kind of an, an easier kind of method to talk about it um so kind of bringing that to my to, to try and open it up with my therapist who has to keep reminding me that I don't I don't have to be funny in the sessions like it's a therapy yeah. session not a club 20 like <laughs> I'm all right to relax and
1: yeah I know um,
0: yeah it was definitely a um I definitely find it easier to open up on stage about stuff I think
1: yeah. I I will talk about anything. Um mm-hmm. I, I, like people have said uh, you know, I'm brutally honest when I'm when I'm on stage. But yeah, when it's I've had counselling sessions and I'm too busy worrying about uh I want the therapist to like me. I'm too busy worrying yes. about it. I've had, I've had it before they've gone, stop worrying about whether I like you or not. You, you you're here to tell me things so we can figure them out. And so yeah. if you start not telling me stuff because you're worried about what I'm gonna think, then this is all pointless, you know. I get that so yeah. often.
0: Like, I I had to stop asking my therapist about because I'd felt I felt so selfish just mm. talking about myself. So I kept asking her. I was like, "Oh, how's your day been?" And she's like, "No, that's not, <laughs> that's not what this is for." Son.
1: I'm the same. I was t- <laughs> you get that? That's what you're paying for. That's why you're there. Yeah. Give someone else the things that are bothering you, so that they can they can yeah. sift. Sort them out, and you're going, you're oh, I don't want to upset her, I don't want to put the, Oh, I don't, yeah, that's that's like not-
0: cooking a meal for a chef as well because you feel bad. He's the only one giving you food, like you can think defeats the purpose,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely pointless it, having him around. Then you make him cheese on toast. <laughs> What's wrong with us? That's I know what it is, I, yeah, I think that's why I struggle with telling people things because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm really good at listening to other people and letting them tell me all their stuff. And I'll happily do that all day. But then I think the, the the last therapist said that. She said, it's the reason, she said, and why is it that you think that you'd rather help other people than help yourself? And I'm like, because it's easier. It's easier yes. to help others, isn't it? Than admit that. that, that oh, yeah. it, it just seems like effort. To try and fix yourself, doesn't it?
0: I think I think there is also a selfish part of me where I'm like, when I'm listening to like someone else and helping someone else, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a good person for doing this. Ah, but yeah. If I'm if I'm doing that, I don't have that. I I always feel like like a piece of shit for doing it.
1: What do you mean? Um,
0: yeah. So I don't have that kind of oh yeah, this is the right thing to do in the back of my head, which I get when I'm listening to other people. I think
1: well, no, exactly what you mean. Yeah, you get that kind of oh well done. Aren't you yeah. a, you're a good boy? Yeah. And really, if you helped you, if you helped yourself out, that would help others. Yes. Definitely. I know. I know it must be. I know it must be quite infuriating being around me sometimes. Do you know what I mean? It's just, or maybe that's in my own head. I don't. know. Maybe I'm just. I think this conversation is going to be affected by the morning I've had. <laughs> so I feel like I've let the world down. Because I've double book, treble booked myself for these gigs. So I feel like everyone's like, right, that's it. Wilson's in the bin. We're never booking him again. And it'll probably be all right. <laughs> but, you know, there we are. I don't know. This is what I think. I think comedy's, comedy is good for that, isn't it? Therapy. Like you say, getting things Definitely,
0: off- 100%. Like, I was having to think when I... Because I, I did a few gigs 2016, like 2017 to 2018. When I was first started I was like I I was a like straight white man now I'm gender fluid and bisexual just Mm because it it gave me because I was just desperate to find something to write about I was digging into and having like a think about something I was like oh maybe I'm maybe this is why I've not quite felt right and kind of com just gave me that place just kind of yeah just kind of experiment with it and talk about um talk about like being like being neurodivergent being lgbt being all this kind of stuff and so it's definitely helped like i'm definitely much more open about the stuff now like there were friends of mine who didn't know i had like learn difficulties until i was until like they saw me do bits about it on stage because i was like yeah because i always get it in my head where like I feel like if I mention it to people, they'll go, Oh, they're just using that as an excuse. When it's like oh. it's it's a reason, not an excuse. Do you know
1: do you yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think I think that's half the problem with me, is that it's like late it's late diagnosis. And I've been and I have, and I will admit this, I have been fighting it, going, No, 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 it can't be that. I'm just unorganised. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Now because I, I feel maybe there's a stigma attached from when I was growing up. But now I'm like, no, I really need to go and get looked at because something's happening and it's getting worse. So, so, so there's a friend of mine, Laura, that was listening to this the other week and she, she pulled me up on a couple of things. because I was quite, I wasn't being dismissive about ADHD. I was basically saying that, you know, I know like a lot of comedians are probably like using it to work an angle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I see what you're doing. But I think that was me more being in denial of it all and going, doing the old fashioned kind of, no, that's just bullshit. And really, I'm. I know I'm probably, uh, yeah, I know. I can't even say it now. I'm like, oh, I know there's something going on. But it must have been nice for you when you're growing up. And I don't know about, when I was growing up, it was just like men and women. That was it. it was, And there were trans people, but it wasn't really talked about. There weren't, you never met many, many. I only met one trans person when I was growing up. So it wasn't really talked about. And so now suddenly we've got, more, there are more genders. There's more diversity. There's more people are fluid. When you found out about non-binary, that must have been such a relief to go. Oh, I am. Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, I think because I found out about it quite late. Mm. Um, because I think I I found out about bisexuality first. I think, and then um. And then I found out about kind of, I think it was Andrew O'Neill, oh right, yeah, uh, the comedian. Uh, I'd watched uh, them on, uh, I think it was on Stuart Lee's comedy vehicle, yeah. And good. they were talk, they were referencing it. I was like, oh, that's really interesting, and I kind of got interested in it. And with like, um, like looking back on it, it was very much like like every Halloween I would my mom would be like, Oh, what do you want to be? And it would always be like the woman in black, or I want to be like it would always be something quite feminine. and yeah. um, so it's kind of it so there was always that kind of thing in my head of like the kind of idea of like being part of like this g- group of men it kind of didn't sit right with me. And it was kind of yeah. one of the things where I was like what is going on, and it didn't quite. Something it was when I heard about non-binary, it kind of just clicked in my head. I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Um, but then there was the. Then I kind of got in my own head about: Am I like non-binary enough? Does mm. that make sense? Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Because um, I don't wear like I. I still wear like jeans and t-shirts and like trainers. I still wear that kind of stuff. I just also wear um, makeup. Yeah, but that's very much been like i kind of felt like if i wasn't wearing like a full like if i wasn't like in full drag i was like no one's gonna believe me kind of thing um yeah in my head i'd like look even on stage it was i looking back on clips i mean i was like just starting out i was like much camper and i was like i was definitely like trying to put on to prove to people like no no no, look i am Mm. i am this um like obviously i'm I, I am quite feminine, but like putting it on, putting it out, like it was definitely like exaggerated.
1: Yeah, greatly. yeah, yeah. That Yeah. I get definitely. it. Definitely. I think that's the, that, the, that's the key to what you said about being fluid. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's such a pivotal word is that, you know, because yeah, you don't have to be in full drag all the time. It's all depends definitely. on how you're feeling that day, what you want to do. I and mean, that, that's the beautiful thing about it. You can kind of, you be who you want, can't you? You can you can wear what you want. You can whatever wherever you're feeling at that moment, you know. And I think that's that's what people need to take on board a little bit more. Is that we're all like that. We're all a bit more fluid. And the yeah, reason yeah. we've all got mental health issues is because we're we're told that we're supposed to be. Oh, you're a man, so you have to wear this, this, and this, and you have to behave in this way and that way. And but we don't. But we just sometimes. I remember doing a gig, and it was it was all women and then the headliners i've said this on here before uh, but the headliners were all men but in but we were all wearing drag i don't know why mm-hmm. i don't know why that was it was just and then the men had to wear women's clothing and there was like a, there was a suitcase out of and you had to pick out a dress and a wig and things like that and i remember going on dressed like that and one it made me realize how masculine my comedy was because it's because yeah. people were watching me dressed like that but but, wear, but wearing this dress, like, that, but talking about the things I normally talk about, and they were like, you could see they couldn't really, mm-hmm. their brains couldn't compute what was going on. But I had the best time. I felt, I felt really good. I really liked what I was wearing. I liked it. And you go, oh yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice moment. And and but so and that's the thing, people, you do what you want when you want, really. Depending, you, you, yeah, you don't have to just because. Certain people go. Oh, if you're non-binary. You have to be this. You go. Well, no, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yes, and it,
0: definitely. Yeah. And I think I think people definitely overthink it a lot as well. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I think they think it's like a huge thing when it's like it's a very like like it's a huge thing for like for me. But like, I'll go into like uh, like I usually I use unless like there's other people. I usually like use a disabled toilet if I feel like if I don't feel great going into the men's toilets but like the whole kind of unisex toilet people are going oh we have to change everything as quick as we can I think if we kind of I think if we slowed it down a little bit yeah yeah because like it's it's a big change in society but like for like personally it's a very small change and I think like like it, it's more just growing to be more who i who i'm meant to be and i think certainly with the obviously there is like a huge mental health mm. issue with lgbt people at the moment and i think that kind of pushes pushes us to be like change things as quickly as we can yes like we start with the olympics this year where we had non binary people in which was great but they were constantly misgendered throughout mm. the whole thing. I feel like if we, if we took it a little bit slower, like, and we train people to be like, this is what you need to say when there are non-binary people in the Olympics and kind of, but I, I completely see why people are Russian. Cause, cause, cause it's kind of society has been built for so long on these kind of uh, ideas of male, female. Yeah. Um, I can see why people are Russian to get it changed. Um we yeah, I think I think if we kind of slow down slightly, we'd have it it would be eased into society, and I think people would just grow to accept it a lot more
1: yeah, absolutely I've, yeah do you know what you're the first person that's actually said that when it said, yeah, we need change, but not immediately. we all need a, we, like I say this in my in my set, we're all transitioning in our own little yeah. way. With language changing and genders changing and all these things, yeah. we're now, you know, they're like, like we say, like we're saying, like it's opening up, and we all need a moment just to kind of go, all right, oh, okay, that okay, rather than just being expected to know. Because the amount of conversations I've had when you with the pronouns, was like, oh, are they, he, but and you're like, if we just needed, if we just because so, people are so scared of being shouted at, yes, and and, and cancelled. You know, it's like, no, no, just, just, just take it's Like, that's such a, that's such a brilliant thing. You're the first person that said that. We all need a bit of time. Let's all slow down a bit and figure mm. it out together rather than just like fucking, it's this now, kill you. Exactly. Yeah. You
0: know. Because <laughs> I was having a chat with my friend recently about um, Dave Chappelle, mm. where she was going, oh, we need to cancel him. And I'm like, if, g- give it five years, he'll cancel himself. Yeah. If he, like, five years ago, if someone went on and, like, did, like, a Chinese accent and, like, did, like, slanted eyes, people would have probably laughed at it. You know, we see it with Little Britain. It was worship. And now people are like, oh, that's awful. I think the same thing is going to happen again, but with LGBT people. So I think that the people are going, oh, we need to cancel them now for, like, doing this. I think if they give it a bit, if, if we just let them do what they do, they'll cancel themselves
1: eventually. Yeah. But I think there's that as well. I think there needs to be a bit more humour involved. I'm not saying necessarily go as as far as Chappelle. and I'm not <laughs> knocking because I've listened. To, I have watched it, and you, you kind of go wait well, because he's talking about his uh, friend of his that was trans. Yes. Yeah, and you kind of go all right. Yeah, I get where he's coming from, and I don't mm-hmm. think it was all necessarily transphobic. Do you know what I mean? But I think he was trying to make he was trying to make light of it. To, in order to get yes. a point across, so but I, but I think I think that sometimes we do need a bit of humour in order to, to make it more palatable for other people. Whereas we're just so quick to go, that's transphobic. You go, hang on a minute, I don't know if it is. Let's let's figure it yes. out and have a chat first.
0: This is a conversation I have about about Chappelle quite regularly. I don't think he's transphobic. No, because as you said, we had a trans support act. I know transphobic comedians who like won't be in green rooms with me. Or yeah. like that's transphobic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I <laughs> yeah, I think he's just I, th- I think what he's saying is like a hundred percent like I wouldn't go see him live. No. Cause I'm like, I know he'd probably bring that up. Yeah. Um and it's it like it is quite like damaging to it. Yeah. Like the things yeah. that he's saying. And I think with me, it's just the like. The inability, the you just with some people, while I'm like we do need to like slow down quite a bit. Mm. We like it's not one of those where you're like, oh, so I don't have to like take time to listen and learn. I think that's that's been the issue. He's not sat and kind of taking the time to understand why people are upset at what you're saying.
1: I think that's it. I mean that's that's again, it comes back like you say, it comes back to everyone just taking a minute and going, let's have a chat about this first, rather than Everyone chases after him. So then he doubles down and then you're going, hang on a minute. Yes. This doesn't get anyone anywhere. Meanwhile, transport are still getting beaten up in the streets because they've misunderstood what, what someone mm. has said like that. And not so necessarily what he said, but what other people have said. And, and everyone's kind of, and we just need to take a moment and go, let's, let's all, let's all have a chat rather than you need your life destroyed and you should have your life destroyed. And like, all right, let's all just fucking calm down. Because yes. the world's on fire and we're all going to get destroyed in a minute, so we all need a moment to chat to each other. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's a, still a debate to be had, and I think you can all you can do is do your bit. Is you know, I I don't necessarily agree with everything he said. I don't think, like you said, I don't think he's transphobic, but I don't agree with a lot of what he what the way he said the way he went about it. Yeah. And um, and then that, but then I think about okay, well, that's that's his choice. It's not up to me. So yeah. all I can do is do my bit, and you know, just do do what I can to be an ally, and 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 you know, and be a bit more understanding yeah. and of everyone around me on all sides. Because there's a reason why not. There's not him, but other people are just so full of hate and anger, and it probably yeah. has anything to do with the thing they're shouting at. Yes, or the person they're shouting at is to do with something else, some other. Like when we were at school, we used to get bullied. Like I got bullied at school, and then I'd bully someone else, and it would go down the chain. Because mm-hmm. so, then that, and not because I wanted to be a bully, I was just it needed to come out somehow. Because I was, you know. Yeah. So I think that's Definitely. why we need to have these conversations. You know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think it was just a bit more. If I think if everyone was just a bit more open about it. Yeah. I think it would. I think we would see like. I think we'd probably see a faster change than we're seeing now if we were just chatting about it a bit.
1: Yeah, I think Definitely. so. It's, it needs. I think that's what. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a big pub. And we can all go and sit in it. And we can all go and Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that must have been so. Did what were your fat? how were your family with when you sort of told them?
0: um th- my family are very very accepting people like mm-hmm. they're fantastic like i do um i do bits about it on stage about how people say oh it's really brave to come out but with me it was like i i knew it was gonna be fine yeah. um yeah it's the uh, like when i like when i told like my mom that i wanted to start wearing makeup she just went, as long as you don't get any on the sheets i don't give a shit <laughs> like that's the that's the kind of level was so, yeah they've been fantastic with it there are um like then when you when you do come out you take like you can take for granted there will be people who kind of aren't okay with it. so there were a few um uh friends from school who were kind of like ah no we're uh, or they'd kind of they'd be um they'd, they'd kind of have had said things in the past that i'd pull them up on And that was kind of split from it. But I was like, it's one of those where my friend put it perfectly, um, where I was saying, like, oh, I'm kind of, I've ruined this by, I've ruined this friendship by being queer. And she was like, no, because it's, because they're not friends with who you actually are. They're friends with the person who, like, you were pretending to be before you started wearing makeup before you came out. Um, So that was like, yeah, there was a big, Part of me where I was like, I need to stop like seeking the validation of people who if I got the validation, it wouldn't be something that I kind of wanted yeah, in yeah, the first yeah. place.
1: Yeah. But it's nice you've got a supportive family that just go, Yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a beautiful like
0: they've kind of had to be because I think like three out of five of the kind of young people in my family are LGBT. So it's like oh, really? they've kind of had to be like, oh,
1: yeah, we've got to be okay with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're probably going, oh, this again. So, yeah, we've done this. It's <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's not old news, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's – it's I find the bisexual thing fascinating because it's, it's – because there's that old – I think we've talked about this on here before, but I might be wrong, but we – there's that old – sort of joke they go oh you're just greedy like you just want to have sex with everyone and you go well no it's not it's not it's not technically true it's not that yeah i just want to a go at hell for leather with everyone that's near me it's not, it's just fine is it it's so when you're this is going to be really clunky and really clumsy and i apologize in advance mm-hmm. but, no, just, no but it's it's just i'm just trying to understand it so i can you know so right, yeah going forward i'll have a bit more of an understanding so is it more about you're attracted to just like the individual like wherever regardless of their gender you kind of if you're around someone you go actually this is nice is that what it sort of feels like
0: yeah so it's um i i kind of i feel a lot uh closer to kind of the the pansexual side of things but like i think because i'm I think because more people know what bisexuality is and yeah. I've got to explain non-binary and gender fluid. I'm like, I don't want to also have to explain pansexual. Um, but yeah, it's one of those where I'm kind of, so like, um, I am attracted to someone because I'm attracted to them, not because they've got a penis or because they've got a vagina. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So I'm attracted to that person. Yeah. Um, it's also the kind of the big thing of it's not, I think people think like bisexuals like 50, yeah. 50 and you're like, I'm, I probably like, I'm probably more attracted to women than I am attracted to men, but that doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to men. No. Like it was a discussion that I'd had quite uh, recently with, uh, with my um, ex, who was a woman we were talking about. And she was, she was kind of like, Oh, so like, you're now like um straight because you're in a heterosexual relationship and i was like no because like harry styles still exists (laughs) like (laughs) it's that kind of thing where the attraction is still there um yeah and i think like i think because i've spoken to quite a few um people about it like if some of my friends who uh would be like oh yeah i'm straight but like these men are really attractive and like mm. this man I'd like I would date that man I'm like so that's that's but even if it's like um yeah I think a lot more people kind of would fall onto the bisexual side of things yeah um if they kind of start to have a think about it because like my um my friend put it perfectly where uh because one of our friends is kind of they're great but they kind of they don't understand a lot of things but they're willing to learn to be able to explain it to them and he was saying how, like, he didn't understand how people could be bisexual and be attracted to both sides. And my friend put it fairly, she was like, well, I don't understand how someone can be straight when, like, there are so many, like, attractive people. Like, yeah. I, and that's put it, like, I don't understand how someone can look at, like, I don't know, like, yeah, Harry Styles and let's say um, Dodie Clark and not go, oh, yeah, they're the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But they're both beautiful people.
1: I think maybe it's conditioning, maybe. You know, you kind of, when you're growing up, especially with with, with where I grew up. I mean, my my dad and my mum were very open-minded, but to a point, it still would have been, I think they still would have been a bit weird if I had come out so I guess this. So yeah, coming when you're growing up and you're, you're in a very masculine environment, so you're sort of told like that is attractive, that is not because you're a man, so you shouldn't be attracted to that. And so yes. I did have some issues growing up when Howard Donald from Take That kind of appeared, and I was like, I feel weird. That feels odd. And yeah. you know, and then you, yeah, you see someone like Harry Styles, and you're like yeah, he's an attractive young man. That's but but now I understand. It's like, oh yeah, I don't. I, I I'm. Completely at ease with my sexuality now, where I'm able to go. That is an attractive person. I don't necessarily want to. It doesn't turn me on. To or, you know, I don't get any sort of sexual feelings, but I can appreciate the beauty in other people, not definitely. regardless of their gender, which is a nice place to be.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Harry, if I'd have been younger, I mean, Harry Styles, yeah, man. I bet he smells nice too. <laughs> but he's only young. I oh, don't care. I sound like a paedophile. Jesus Christ. <laughs> get how old I am sometimes. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's changing. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. glad that someone like said, So you're 22?
0: Yes. Your generation,
1: I think it's a beautiful thing. Your generation will benefit from... My generation might not necessarily benefit as much, but at least the conversation is starting to be had. So that it'd be nice to get to a point in future generations where we don't even have labels, I feel. We're just people in love yeah. with people and being like, we like to be around each other. Clothing is sort of genderless, which I feel would be, <laughs> I feel that's going that way anyway. It does blow my mind that, it does baffle me that clothing still has a gender. You can just wear what you want.
0: Yeah. Like there was a, I saw something fantastic the other day where it was, there was a t- sh- it was a t-shirt on sale in Amazon. And it said, um, it said, and it, it said, uh, gender is a uh, construct. It had like the non-binary flag. Then when you went on sizes and said, male, female,
1: i like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, and, <laughs> very
0: much. <laughs> goes against what you're trying to say there. And, I mean, I get yeah.
1: yeah. I get it that clothing, that, our bodies physically are different. You know, men yeah. and women's it's a bit different. So I get it to a certain point. So sizing maybe, but there's a way of figuring it out. Is, Definitely. You know?
0: like because like when when I first started being non-binary I wore like women's jeans which yeah. or, like the jeans that were in the women's section and which again was I think part of me going oh I've got to do this now because I'm non-binary I'm like I don't I'm now like I don't have to do that just to prove no. it to other people um but like the like you can't fit your phone in the pockets it's insane <laughs> like the pockets are so small I was like I'm I'd much rather like just have the comfort and i know quite a few like of my uh women who were like yeah we now wear men's jeans because the pockets are just better so like, if we didn't even we just split into like um like deep pockets and not so deep pockets that would work perfectly like there's um there's a f- fantastic... I can't remember whose bit it is. Someone has a bit about how we shouldn't have male and female toilets. It's just, it should just be clean and unclean.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: That's such a perfect way of doing
1: it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so true. It should just be a bit more... Yeah, it just really frustrates me that with, um, for example, trainers. Now, some of the women's... Some of the women's trainers, in quotes, they have the best colors they have the best colors. oh yeah the best designs and I'm um, and then you go to the men's section you're like i don't want to wear navy blue i don't want to wear i don't want to wear burgundy i want to wear what i want to wear that i want to wear pink yes. or whatever it is that frustrates me because that shouldn't be a thing anymore it's like they should be in all sizes all colors definitely, definitely. Uh, you know.
0: i i had that as like as a very little kid there were these uh Shoes that they used to do for young girls called Lely Kelly shoes. And they had like sparkles on and everything. And they never, every time I'd be like, do you have these for boys? And they'd be like, no, sorry. And I, I think that was the first time I was like, this is very unfair. Yeah,
1: it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> um, I was desperate for them. Like if they did them in size 11 shoes now, I'd get a pair instantly. They were great.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's like I've got a couple of pairs of trainers that are, they're a size, I'm a nine, but they're an eight because that's as far up as the women's ones will go. And I'm like, yes. I'm going to get it. Luckily they fit. I was like, oh, that's all right. But yeah, you know that. Yeah. And I remember when I remember wearing a woman's shirt when I was growing up, it was my girlfriend's shirt because it's it had polka dots on it. And the, but the buttons were on the other side. And, you, and I remember feeling weird at the time going, oh, I'm wearing a woman's shirt. People are going to laugh at me. No one said anything. No one. No one said a word until they noticed the buttons. And you're like, and I was like, just crimson with embarrassment. Like, oh god, I'm wearing it, but it's just clothing, isn't it? It's just clothing. Yeah. It
0: It doesn't matter. Exactly. And yeah, I think we are definitely going more kind of that way. I think we're going like I I think mostly just because there's like more people in like mainstream media who are like. who who are wearing clothes like uh, there's a singer called uh, Youngblood who's always seen like skirts and like fishnets and like obviously Harry Styles as well wearing the kind of opposite clothes and I think if we have more people like that in mainstream media uh, then I think there would be like a big change I think there would be more of a change in we'd see a faster change in society
1: yeah, <clears throat> I think you're right I think that's exactly what it needs it needs it needs people in these positions talk about mental health it, that's why you've got you know, when you've got people like uh Ricky Hatton the boxer and you know yes. Peter Crouch these people that are in quite influential positions in quite masculine fields I think it's exactly it's exactly the way to go and I'm so glad it's happening Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. But there's a guy, there's a guy I follow. I've said this before, on here again. I, there's a guy called Gerald Brenner that I follow on Instagram. And he's got this great big long grey beard long hair. And he, wear, but he wears beads and he wears these denim skirts and these boots. And he looks fucking great. And I'm like, I wish I yeah. could pull that off. But I know that my, my, uh, my, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the confidence to do it. But then it comes <laughs> from just doing it, I guess, doesn't it? So. I think
0: so. Like, when I first started wearing makeup, I wasn't confident with it at all. Did you have to learn and yourself like, to
1: apply it? Some- yeah,
0: because I'd kind of I'd like it was like YouTube tutorials. Yeah. a lot of the time where I was like watching a lot of them. Um, but again, like when I first started wearing it, it was there were no like now you've got people like uh, like there's like Jeffrey Star and James Charles who are men who do makeup tutorials for mm. men. So when I first like start watching it it was kind of a bit odd for me to be like copying like from a female face and I was like oh am I meant to be doing this because it's not like her face is quite different to mine um yeah and I think like and like it can be quite like I've only just started learning how to do it well yeah and like it's it can be quite a complicated thing like knowing what to kind of which bits to get because there was no like information of like, oh, you need to get this foundation and this highlight and all this different kind of stuff. Um yeah, I think like I'd like to get to a point where I'm like able to like release like my own kind of makeup brand, which is like easily e- easy to apply and yeah. it like talks through what you need to do just for people who kind of for people who want to start wearing makeup. I think mm-hmm. I think that would be like yeah, that's that I'd really like to kind of so, definitely.
1: What was it about makeup that, like, what was it that attracted you to makeup and all that sort of thing?
0: Um, I think, I think, because I've always been very kind of creative and quite artistic, and I think I just liked, I, think I just liked how it looked. Yeah. I think, like, I just thought people looked like attractive in it, and I thought uh, I was like, oh, that's like amazing that they can do that with their faces. So I think a lot of it, um, it was the, I remember buying my first mascara straight after I'd seen Eddie Azad. Yeah.
1: right. That
0: was, I'd gone see Eddie Azad live and I was like, she's incredible. And yeah. I remember being like, I think I was just very, very, I've always been very influenced by like people in the media and like, uh, people I like idolize. Yeah. Um. So like, uh like if like if like a musician that I love is um wearing a certain thing I'd be trying to try and find it to get that and I think with Eddie Izzard for the start of it I was like oh I just want to be like them yeah um so that's why I started wearing makeup and then it just kind of yeah it was just kind of like something just clicked my brain was like oh this feels great
1: yeah it's um because It's funny because growing up, like we, you know, we had David Bowie, uh, Boy George, uh, Pete Burns, who's dead or alive, and Steve Strange. Like the new romantics in the late 70s, early 80s were very much very heavily with the makeup. And, the, and it was like we see early pictures of Spandau Ballet, and they're wearing yes. like eyeliner and stuff like that. And, and you're like, they then they were like, like lads from Islington, like when you hear them talk, yeah. you know, they're like, it, it, it didn't kind of marry up, but. They kind of they were pioneers in a way, and for some reason we all sort of shut down again. It was like we were making a mo, we were making a movement. We were kind of like, oh yeah, this is this is things are happening like glam rock is as camp as Christmas, but for some reason we all shut down again after that. And when I don't know, I don't know. It's a shame because I look at some of it, and I'm like yeah, it's brilliant, but yeah I don't know. Maybe every generation is the same. Like I remember like year hundred, I don't know how long ago it was. How many? years ago hundreds of years ago it was but i know the italians the men used to wear skirts and then mm. and have their balls just hanging out just underneath yeah <laughs> it should be a sign of virility or whatever it was or i don't want to go to that that would be <laughs> i do my balls hanging out but um yeah it's a shame that we we just sort of close ourselves off to so many things don't we and yeah it's nice that we're opening up again i feel
0: definitely because like it's not like, like, because I hear people go, oh, non-binary and gender fluid, so is such like a new thing. Mm. But if you look, if you look back, it's not new. So, like, Socrates was talking about people being, they, they called it third spirit. Oh, really? But it's, if you look at it, it's the same thing. And, like, Socrates, like, has described himself as third spirit. So you like, Socrates is probably gender fluid. Uh... The problem was the, um I don't want to say the problem, is that Christians went around and went, it's Adam and Eve. And people are like, what about all these tribes who have all these different... And they're like, no, Adam and Eve. So that's where it it happened ages ago. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one where kind of people... I hear people go, oh, no, there's just man and woman. I'm like, that's like, at its heart, that was very much like a religious belief when it first started.
1: Yeah, of course it is. See the bloody church. It's always yeah. It's even it's not even like when you look at all religions. That fundamentally, they're all the same. They're all about looking after each other, taking care of each other. But they always get manipulated by men. Yes, in order to keep people in their place and to basically, uh, yeah, get money off of them, get things off of them, turn them into slaves in a way. And yeah. we just need to abolish the church, mate. That's what we need to do. How about that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: There are people listening to this now going, that's not good for my mental health. I go, well, show me the, show me the proof. There's, I I believe in non-binary people more than I believe in the, there's a God that, that tells us how we should yeah. live our lives. So, you know, there's more evidence to suggest that non-binary people exist than they do your little wizard in the sky. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong.
0: Yes. Definitely.
1: so what got you into comedy then what was what was the catalyst for that
0: um I'm a so I started acting when I was four mm,
1: um
0: wow. and I do like plays with like Royal Shakespeare Company and I was in I was in for a bit and I did like loads of acting um because my mum won my mum took me to a drama school uh or kind of like a drama club which I then went to a a drama school kind of thing um and the big thing was because uh, I've got um, I've got something called Kabuki syndrome, which is like it's a bit like autism, but like not like quite there. So it very much like affects the social skills. So my mom was like, "Oh, let's put him into drama school. That'll like boost confidence, and they'll meet people with similar interests." Um, and then my drama teacher took me aside and was like, you know, you'd be much better doing something where it's just you on your own. And I was like, oh, I'll do stand up then. I'm was like, that's completely defeated the reason that they started <laughs> going to drama. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was one of those where, because I'd constantly be trying to like add my own lines and stuff or like say things a certain way. Yeah. And like the directors of like the thing I was in were going, no, you just got to say it this way and do it this way um so yeah i've uh, it was very much started with me just wanting to do something where i was in full control mm. where i was like the writer the director the performer that all of it it was yeah. just me um yeah i think i think it's very much like uh yeah that was where i first started being like oh maybe like stand-ups something i should do yeah. um not particularly because i thought i was funny or i thought i was like i should be doing it it was just like oh this is a performance thing where i do it by myself yeah 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 um so yeah that's how i kind of first started it uh i went to see who's the first person i saw live i went to see miranda hart
1: oh, at oh, the yeah.
0: arena and i was like this is incredible i want to do this yeah. um and then i went because i was did my first gig when I was 15. Love um, it. Yeah, uh, so I had to do it in a non-alcoholic bar. So it's like like uh, people in Alcoholics Anonymous would go to this bar because they weren't allowed to be served alcohol, but it was also the only place that would let a 15-year-old perform. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to, yeah, I did the open mic night there. Um, and then I did the comedy course at Hot Water uh, Comedy Club with uh, Paul Smith. Who's oh, not really? like the biggest, like yeah. is huge doing arenas and shit. Uh yeah, so he taught me. Um he he was a the he used to do the teaching of it.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, wicked. That's really fucking hell. What a start. What a start. Yeah. What was it you said? was it kimbuki? What did you call it? Uh, Kabuki syndrome. What is that? Like yeah. all, yes, stuff?
0: it's um so there's like lots of like different parts of it so it's quite a physical thing as well so if you have a look at my eyebrows are quite triangular right you see and this one of them's faded there um it's quite um the so the kabuki is a japanese um theater where they wear masks which kind of accentuate the eyes and then part of kabuki syndrome is that the uh, my eyes kind of drooped down and they're a bit on the slant. So when they first did it, basically the people just went, oh, these people look Japanese. So it's very, like, my disability is basically cultural appropriation. It's very... Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting way to do it. Um, so yeah, it affects the social skills. Um, there's also parts of it where they're like, it's a bit, uh, like, there's a bit of uh, ADHD in there as well. But I've also like on the wait list to be tested for full like ADHD. Right. Um, yeah. It's a really, like, I talk about it. I, I talk about it a bit more on stage now. Um, w- Cause I was, I was like, I was tested for autism when I was like really young. Yeah. Like I was about seven or eight. Um, Cause I had the, I got diagnosed with the Kabuki syndrome very, when I was like first born, they were like, yeah, the eyebrows and The eyes lengthened down. down, very much suggests uh, Kubicki syndrome. And then they're like, they'll also like show autistic like behaviours in stressful situations and do all this. But then my mum was like, what if they also have autism? So they took me to get uh, tested for it. Um, And then the doctor told me that I wasn't autistic enough to be on the spectrum. Oh, okay. um, so I, I was about six years old and I went yeah but everyone's somewhere on a spectrum because the spectrum goes from 0% autistic meaning not autistic and 100% autistic meaning the most autistic and then yeah. everything in the middle so like everyone's somewhere on the spectrum given the nature of a spectrum and then they tested me again after I told them that um, <laughs> genuinely <laughs> they were like yep let's retest this guy uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that was um, I think kind of, I think because it's quite rare, it's kind of difficult to, because I think like if I said to someone, oh, I have autism or I've got ADHD or I've got this or that, like they, people know what it is, but Kabuki syndrome's so rare that I've got to kind of, yeah, you've got to explain it to people when you first meet, them. like there are doctors who I'll say, oh, I've got Kabuki syndrome and they'll go, no, nope, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a really <laughs>
1: interesting one. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. And then as you explain to me, I'll go, oh yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. at the same time, you're kind of going, that shouldn't make sense. right? <laughs> yeah, you start questioning your own like, oh, is that what we're we dealing with here? Stereotypes? What we're we dealing with? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like you said, cultural appropriation.
0: <laughs>
1: Fucking cool though. It looks cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what's next for Sam? What's happening? What, what, are you, what's, what Are you just getting out there gigging? Um
0: I'm so I just went up to the fringe to do a half hour um a half hour work in progress thing and yeah. then uh, filming it this this Saturday I'm filming. Um we're filming it just so I've got some I can be like this is what I've done in the first yeah. four years. Uh so yeah, my um, that will be I'll just be putting it up on YouTube. Uh so hopefully I think we're getting out on the twenty fifth of September. yeah that's Um, that's like the next kind of huge thing for me and then looking at uh and my own kind of podcast and looking at doing all this kind of thing and because i've kind of put off releasing content until i was like until i know i'm like a fully formed comedian and i'm like able to put it out and so that's what that's kind of the next thing for me um going up to the fringe again this year may possibly i don't know um but yeah we're um it's one of those where because i'm still quite new to it like i've only yeah. been pro for about six months to a year okay um so yeah we're still kind of uh getting my head around it but yeah that um youtube special uh it's going to be called beautifully unconventional and we're putting oh. that out uh yeah 25th of september
1: i hope excellent mate i look forward to seeing that that would be, that'd oh, be great so much, and man. it's great that you're starting now I didn't start till I was 32. So the fact that you did your first gig at 15 is mind blowing to me. So <laughs> nearly everything that's happened to you hasn't slowed you down. You've, in fact, it kind of feels like it's fired you up in many ways. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. What a beautiful thing. That's wonderful. And where can we find you on the socials, Sam? Um,
0: yeah, my Instagram is at Serrano Comedian and um, Twitter I'm trying to use Twitter more Um, it's at uh, I think it's this Sam Serrano yeah at this I've got about 20 Twitter accounts because I keep forgetting the password (laughs) Um, so if you if you follow if you type into Twitter Sam Serrano about a hundred things will come up. brilliant Um, yeah it's at this, uh, this Sam Serrano I think
1: yeah excellent stuff this has been a real joy thank you thank
0: you so much for having me on it was great